listening to Revelations Radio News with Andrew Hoffman and Tim Kilkenny, a listener-supported podcast located at revelationsradionews.com. We must guard against the acquisition of unwarranted influence, whether sought or unsought, by the military-industrial complex. For we are opposed around the world by a monolithic and ruthless conspiracy. Conspiracy. Have before us the opportunity to forge for ourselves and for future generations a new world order. Either you are with us, or you are with the terrorists. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures, he leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil. My cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. Podcasting from a balmy Oklahoma where checks watch. It's still October 25th and it is 70 something degrees outside. I am one of your hosts and my name is Tim Kilkenny. And podcasting from Piedmont, Oklahoma. I'm Andrew Hoffman. You wake and up it- and you look outside and it's gray and kind of windy. <laughs> And you th- and then you look at the at your at the date and you're like it's October 25th. I should probably wear pants and a long shirt and a coat today. And you step outside and you realize that all of that is wrong. True true story. Yesterday I turned uh, turned the AC off and turned the heat on to kick on when it gets down to like 65 degrees. Mm-hmm. And at two in the morning, I'm like. Asked my wife, do you want me to turn the AC back on? And she's like, yes. <laughs> it was like 74 degrees. Yeah. <laughs> so it's it's a weird, it's a weird climate where you, you know, a lot of times you can use the furnace and the air conditioner in the same day. For so us, I, for us in the yeah, Northwest. I'm, tr- I'm trying to make it a, you know, like that's it. But no, it's it's tough to do. It's definitely tough to do. Like, like I was telling I was telling my wife, I was like holding out. I was like, all right, I'm not turning the heat on. Let's just, you know, and then, and then I was like, Hey, I'm not turning the AC back on. Let's just open the windows. That lasted about a half a day. So yeah. Then you, then that, then the, the heat comes in or the, the, the air comes in and it's a little bit muggy. And well, anyway, we're, we're supposed to be in the middle of a rain apocalypse with like six inches of rain. And it's like, okay, it rained a little bit yesterday and a little bit today, but not nothing crazy. Although it's, the Oklahoma City Metro is not as bad as Phoenix, Arizona, but there is an element of when it rains, it's like the equivalent of a mild snowstorm other places, you know, like Portland or Seattle. I I passed a, like two fairly significant wrecks driving, you know, 40 minutes tonight. So, yeah, no, it's true. I think it's they just... They just get you so used to the. I have theories. We've talked about this a lot, but I think it's everything's so straight and flat that just 
I mean, side roads, people don't understand side roads around here. You can get up to 50, 60 miles an hour, just blasting right. down, just blasting down a regular road where, you know, I'm never going 60 miles an hour from within Seattle city limits, unless I'm on I five and in which case I'm only going three miles an hour. So <laughs> right, that, it's, it's a parking lot, I five parking lot. Yeah. It's just, yeah. uh, it's a different, it's different driving around here. So anyway, uh, Hat tip to Will, but uh, I think Oklahoma weather quota fulfilled. <laughs> there you go. You're welcome, Will. You're welcome. And and to all the others. There's many people who write in. They're like, we want more of the weather. <laughs> so it's, I don't know I'm, whether they're actually trolling us or you, they actually want more of the weather. You Probably a little, little of both. Uh, you might get a little wind in the background, a little bonus Oof. wind sound. We'll see. If we had done a show last night, Tuesday night. Real windy in here. Yeah. But podcast is authentic with real Oklahoma sounds. So there are, you know, there's there's people with different uh perhaps even bigger issues than us. Owen Schroyer, oh, oh. one of the InfoWars guys. And I remember watching him on January sixth. He decided to, you know, broadcast from I believe the roof of the Capitol. Or close to it. Uh, Did not go in the Capitol. I don't remember that. I probably tuned into this too, but just don't remember it off the top of my head. Yeah. Uh, That's, you know, with Alex Jones telling everyone to get away, not go inside. He's there yelling. But do you know what he said and the reason he's going to prison? I don't. It's a number. It's in my email address. He said 1776. He said 1776, and he's going to federal prison for six months. And that was the... It's kind of poetic, right? Like That, that was the considered... The year that we gained independence, if you say that on top of a the Capitol building or on the roof of yeah, a building I, nearby. I don't think he said it while he was on top, but yeah, it's, you know, it was, that's what they got him on. That was inciting a... Uh, inciting the rioters in, by inciting the a number. S- Inciting a 1776. You can't incite a 1776 by, by yelling 1776. By literally saying, don't go inside, but saying 1776. Yeah, federal prison. Uh, actually, I said six months, right? But I think it's, I think it's two, it's 60 days, two months. Okay. So he, they might let him out. If it wasn't Owen Troyer, they'd probably let him out like, the day before Christmas, but they might keep him till the day after. So it's- as someone who knows about these things, as I have inside knowledge, the good behavior thing still exists in county jail. So you'll get, you can get a third cut off of it. So we, we can hope for him to, uh, to do yeah, 45, but this is, he is a pu- not highly- in county jail. My friend, he is in federal prison. They put him in federal prison for this. Yeah. Go ahead and play, play the clip, play the clip, play the clip. seeing this video, then I am officially incarcerated. I'm actually behind there, right there, in the federal prison. So if you're watching this, I'm in jail, but I wanted to give one last final message. Now, first of all, I can't express the gratitude and the appreciation and the thanks from my heart for all the support in this, really, five years of political persecution that I've gone through. 
those 60 days, I'm going to find a way to better myself. I'm going to find a way to come out stronger. I'm going to come out wiser. I'm going to come out bolder. I'm going to come out more focused. So for 60 days while I'm in there, I'm going to try to improve myself and become a better person. And so I offer you this challenge for the 60 days that I'm away from the next time that you see my face and hear my voice, I challenge you to become a better person. Use this 60 days while I'm away to improve yourself. If I can improve myself in there, then you can certainly improve yourself out here. My final message to you, my loving audience, God bless, Godspeed. You can go ahead and cut it off there. So, so it's going to sound insane, but I got to say it. Uh, it doesn't 60 days in jail doesn't sound really bad right now. <laughs> like some ways, just some ways, you know, just like the stressful inflation. How am I going to make ends meet? Like what the heck's going on type of thing. You could just like read books for 60 days and do pushups and sit-ups and just try to better yourself. I mean, I don't know. It, it, I definitely, I definitely wouldn't want to do it. It's definitely, and I have done it before and it's not fun. Uh, and I, and I, and I, and if I was to elect to do that versus what I'm doing now, no, definitely not. But, uh, you know, I don't know. He's a political prisoner. He, hopefully I've never been to the federal penitentiary either though. So that's, that's going to be, it's going to be a different deal. So I think some ways better, some ways worse, a lot more creature comforts, but a lot more super hardened criminals. So it's a little, a little different. So anyway, uh, good for him. What a good message. Yeah. Good, good message. And, uh, I'll give you a heads up on the next one. Um, very different circumstance, but kind of a similar message. RFK Jr.'s personal transformation story. I got to keep and, up. And it, you know, I can't, I can't help but like the guy. I got to be honest. So, you know, it's not even that it's like, like, yeah, that's what everyone needs to do as much as like, do I believe this person to be genuine? And I, I do. You know, I try to, I can be skeptical about a lot of things and I could be wrong about him. He could be in on the whole deal, but, uh, after listening to his podcast and the conversations he's had, um, you know, I, I feel like I know where he's coming from pretty well. And he, for someone who's running for president strikes me as a pretty down to earth, uh, down to earth guy. Who's, uh, but I, I think this is a good message, kind of a long clip. Hope hang in there with it though. I think it's worth hearing. Sure. I think, uh, actually this kind of ties into the church message I heard at our church this weekend and before I even hear it, but he just, it, he talked about, uh, the pastor talked about you connect with other people through your faults or your vulnerability. When you do that, it helps you connect with those around you in community and just based off the title of this, I, I bet he leads with faults or vulnerability. So, always a powerful tool. To share with you some of my own personal story about transformation. I was a drug addict when I was a teenager, and I was addicted to heroin for over 14 years. And during that period, I was being run by an engine of self-will. I described myself during that period as just a bundle of appetites. 
that were constantly asking me to feed them. And all of those things were the service to self-will. And when I got sober, I had to make a choice about whether this was an addiction that was going to kill me. It was very clear. And that I had to make a dramatic choice to change my life from a life that was being governed by self-will to a life that was being governed by a, a power greater than myself. And you can call it God or by whatever name that you want. And I made that decision to turn my life over that. I had to, in order to do that, I had to break my life. I had to start very methodically in breaking my life, my every day, down to a series of moral choices. Um, God gives us time, but he breaks time into manageable units called days. And every day we get to start again in trying to put God's will in charge of self-will. And I had to break every day into a series of little choices, probably 40 choices a day. And each one now for me had a moral dimension. So do I get up on time when the alarm goes off or do I stay in bed with my indolent thoughts? Do I make the bed? It's probably the most important choice that I make of the day. Do I hang up the towels after I shower? Do I put the water in the ice tray rather than putting the ice tray back in the refrigerator empty? When I walk, go into the closet and pull out a pair of blue jeans and all those little wire hangers drop to the floor, do I pick them up and put them back where they're supposed to be? Or do I say, I'm too important for that. That's somebody else's job. Do I put the shopping cart back where the shopping cart is supposed to go in the parking lot at the grocery store? Or do I leave that for somebody else? And what I find is that when I make a lot of those choices correctly, that I can maintain this posture of surrender and that I feel God's presence in my life. You cannot live off the, the laurels of a spiritual awakening. You have to renew it every day. And my self-will is constantly looking for an opening to get back control of my life. And my inclination is that when my life starts going well again, which it did right as soon as I got sober, and all of the cash and prizes start flowing into my life, my inclination is to say, thanks, God, I got it from here, and then take the wheel of the car and drive it off the cliff again. But the trick is, how do we stay in that posture of surrender, even when good things are happening, even when we're not desperate, we're not forced onto our knees to beg God for help in our lives? Addiction is about abuse of power. We ultimately have to turn our power over to our higher power. Um, when I was active, I was like a big truck. I was very ambitious, even though I was an addict. I was like a big truck stuck in a ditch with the real wheel spinning, with smoke coming out of the headers and the pipes and making a lot of noise and flames, but I was going nowhere. It was all activity and no progress. And part of turning your life over is learning to be quiet with yourself. And there's a line from Isaiah that was very influential for me when I first got sober. Be still and know that I am God. And that means you don't have to fix everything. You don't have to reach outside of yourself to fix something that is wrong inside of yourself. 
And when I'm in that place of peace and calm, I become much more efficient as a human being. And I become a much more effective human being. And what I know now is that everything I've ever done in my life that comes from self-will has turned meaningless into wormwood and bile. And that everything that I've done that is enduring, that is important, that is meaningful in my life has come from a spiritual place. And the trick is, how do you stay in that spiritual place even when your life is going well? And that's the discipline that we need to exercise over ourselves. And God exercises it over us. When we make God exercise it over us, it's called humiliation. When we exercise it over ourselves, it's called humility. And all of us have to now approach life with humility. And that means extending compassion and kindness to people around us, and particularly those people who don't agree with us. Everybody who talks to us, every encounter that we have, is God talking to us, teaching us a lesson. Even somebody who throws you a finger or an obscene gesture when you're driving because you took a wrong turn or something, that I have to say to myself when that happens to me, what is God trying to teach me from this? What am I supposed to learn from this circumstance? We have to address all of each other that way. We have to all understand that we're God's children and that each one of us is a vector through which God is communicating to all others. And that all the relationships you have in your life, the people who love you, but even the people who don't like you and the people you don't like, that they're all messengers from God. And when we understand this, we see that the giant divisions that are now polarizing in our country and humanity, that they're, um, that they're ultimately the product of that self-will. And our job as individuals is to overcome self-will, to turn our lives over to that higher power, to do the next right thing, and to show kindness and compassion and respect to people with whom we disagree and to try to love them, which is effort. Love ultimately is effort, and to make that effort towards other human beings. And in that way, we can begin to bridge the divide that separates humanity and when we do that, the amount that we can accomplish will be almost indescribable. Abraham Lincoln, whose statue we can see on the National Mall, he was a wood splitter. He worked in the woods and he made rails and he was known as the rail cutter. He was a very big man. He was six foot five or six foot six. And he was tremendously strong. He could beat anybody in his in his state in wrestling and in feats of physical strength. But he was very famous for being able to cut down trees fast. He was asked one time that if he had to cut down a very, very big oak tree, what his strategy would be. And he had five hours to do it. He said, said I'd spend four hours sharpening the axe. That is a metaphor for life. When we work on perfecting our spiritual condition, we become much more effective human beings and much more effective leaders in our community. So I urge all of you to try to do something every day for somebody that you don't like and then don't tell anybody about it. God bless you and thank you.
Oh, that last part. That's a tall order. Don't, <laughs> you can't tell anybody about it? You just got to do it? Oh, man. For, for flesh, somebody you don't like. Flesh wants to, te- <laughs> flesh wants to tell somebody. But uh, a couple things. One, I got since it was a long quote, I was able to look up one of my favorite, or a long clip, I was able to look up one of my favorite quotes from another gentleman named uh, C.S. Lewis. And he said, relying on God has to begin all over again every day as if nothing had yet been done. Hmm. And uh, I couldn't agree more, man. I couldn't agree more. And uh, sobriety, I'm also sober, been sober for a very long time, 15 to 18, 18, 18 years. It's a long time. Uh, but, you know, you never, you never think, okay, I'm going to stop doing this for the next 18 years because that does that won't work like you can't do that but mm-hmm. it brings you back into that kind of hand-to-mouth thing that we don't do very often here in america where you basically just have to make it through an hour through a minute through you know and you just got to rely on god as you go and uh that is the the posture that uh he is describing there and that is the posture that the lord wants us in uh, we don't have to be addicted to anything to to get there but some of us some of us that's how we we finally do get there and i totally 1000 you know 100 percent understand what he is saying there that is awesome and uh yeah yeah even that little thing i talked about last week just actually getting on your knees that's a, an actual posture a physical posture of, of uh, submitting to the lord each day yeah and it, i thought it was interesting stuff that i wouldn't normally consider a moral choice you know (laughs) like uh shopping carts and sure stuff like that it's an interesting way of looking at it of like purposefully turning it into a moral choice like right like i know this is the right thing to do i'm gonna do the right thing rather than just like okay i guess i should do that well and i like the i like the angle of it too because you can very easily get lost in the works of it well hey i put the shopping cart away and that's not that's not the end doesn't justify the means he's not saying it in a form of works he's just saying that's doing those things puts his you know spirit and mind in the right posture to kind of submit and learn from god i love i love that that's a great that's a great great message man um. Yeah. Did Make, you did you see the clips that came out where he took his shirt off or whatever and was like working out with somebody or helping him out just in the last couple months? A couple months ago, I th- I think so. I've seen dude is ripped. Yeah, he's <laughs> he yeah, in great shape. For he his age, works man. out a lot. He's in his sixties, I think. I mean, he yeah. is. He's in great shape. It's uh. Him and uh, I, I think him and Mercola were hanging out. <laughs> oh, nice! That's awesome. Couple, <laughs> couple old dudes, Sh- shirtless old dudes. That's awesome. <laughs> With that, get a lot of sun. Yeah, yeah, they absolutely do. So, but uh, there's one other. This is much, much shorter, mm-hmm. and it's just good to hear someone who shares my main. Well, I don't know if it's my main pet peeve with COVID, but. Right, right up there. Sure. So Trump locked down 3.3 million businesses, and you know what did that do? It shifted everything to Amazon. Forty-one percent of the black-owned businesses that were closed during COVID will never reopen. Mm-hmm. 
a lot of those businesses had three generations of equity in them. I drove through Lee Harvard, which is one of the poorest districts in Cleveland, and it was a booming area five years ago. Today, every single one of those stores is boarded up. And, you know, I, I talk to people every day in the African-American community whose businesses were wiped out, and that's what happened. We shifted $4 trillion in wealth from the working poor and the middle class to the super rich in this country. We strip-mined the black community of its equity during this pandemic. And, you know, how do you rebuild that? Now, that is the big issue for our country. How are we going to rebuild equity in the, with the working poor in this country? If you like this video and you want to learn more about me and the movement that we're building, please go to Kennedy24.com. Uh, we're not. So <laughs> $4 trillion. Uh, yeah. Oh, it's okay. Walmart, Walmart still, you can still order on Amazon. You can still shop. Don't worry. Don't worry about the, the non-essential businesses. Yeah. Such a scam, man. I was looking through some old memes. I, had a, I got an old phone that I was using in 2020 and was just looking through all the memes that were going on. There's this this virus is smart. It knows it, it can't exist at Amazon or Walmart or any of these big box stores. But you know, the, the small church mom and, or small business, yeah, yeah. Oh, dangerous, deadly. super deadly there. So that's uh, yeah. I mean, you got to at least try to do something about that. <laughs> you know, it's I don't know, it's. Pretty sick what they got away with for sure. Yeah. Or got away with so far. Yeah. But uh Donald Trump's not not the only one and maybe not even the most proud of the vaccine. He's very proud of the vaccine. But uh there's someone else who uh Prime Minister of Israel, we got Bibi Netanyahu talking about his buddy uh, Albert Borla. And very proud of uh, getting Israel to the front of the line for the for the Pfizer jab, and this is and his explanation of how they did it. Uh, very interesting indeed. We came out of COVID first. Ooh, that's hot! Coming in hot. Coming in hot. I describe that in my book, my conversations with Albert Borla Pfizer, and I persuaded him to give tiny Israel. Uh, the, the necessary vaccines to get us out first from the COVID. And the reason I could do that is because we have a database, 98%, a medical database, 98% of our population has digitized medical records and little card. And anywhere you go in any hospital in Israel, north, south, doesn't make any difference. Boom, you punch it in and you know everything about this patient for the last 20 years. Who, who made the database? Was it... <laughs> was it I, 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 IBM? Because it, I, this, this this is starting to sound. I know you're excited about it and super proud, but the last time we had such good records of the Jews, <laughs> it didn't. It, it wasn't and, and necessarily uh, for their good. Yeah, and uh, you know, being first in line for an experimental medication. Not I mean, exactly. Almost show, make show, some rules about sh this. Show me which picture is uh, you turned your entire country into guinea pigs, and which picture is you 
shrewdly got your country to the first first in line for the Pfizer vaccine because they're the same picture. Oh, it's off. He ties in an office reference meme into the show, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Are you here for this? Are you here for the Jewish Holocaust office memes jokes? <laughs> IBM created a database. It can't be beat. I mean, IBM has some of the one of the best databases. Some say the best, the best out there. Well, I, I think I think they're definitely good, but I, some say they're even the, some of the best. Some brilliant Al- people over at IBM. Some Al- people. Al Qaeda, the base, yeah. Hamas, created mm-hmm. by Israel. Yeah. Uh, source in the show notes. I don't know if we'll get to it or not, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah. yeah, it's there's a whole another thirty seconds on that. I, I'll, I'll restart your clip, but I had to interrupt it. It's just the. Uh, I mean that was the most important part, but yeah, it's it's pretty short overall. You can start in the middle or whatever you want to do. Where you go in any hospital in Israel, north, south, doesn't make any difference. Boom, you punch it in, and you know everything about this patient for the last twenty years. I said we'll use that to tell you whether these vaccines, what do they do to people, not individual people, not with their individual identities, but statistically, what does it do to people with? Uh, uh, I mean they. If, I mean, if you punch their name in and then you can pull up their records it, for the last 20 years, it, it's kind of the individual people, too. Yeah. This is what you said. I know you tried to backtrack with, with it, but, it, like, like but rounding like, it out. We, like, know, we know that, but we're not going to tell Pfizer that. We're just going to say, like, well, just this person. Anonymized data. Yeah, anonymous death. You know, Total with uh, meningitis. What does it do to people with high blood pressure? What is it? You know, you want to know that. So Israel became, if you will, the the lab for. Easy. That was it was quick. It was. Did you hear the hesitation there? He, he's there. He was searching <laughs> for the right word. Israel became the the, the guinea the guinea the, the, the test the, the lab a lab the the lab. Oh, the, the, uh, what do I say here? Uh, can't be the experimental place. Can't be guinea pigs. What do I say? The, the lab. Oh, the lab. For yeah, yeah, Pfizer. And that's how we did it. We got out and we gave the information to the world. Not only it's been published in medical magazines and so on. Oh yeah. Cause everybody reads those. But anyway, it's been published. Yeah. Medical magazine. Yeah. And it works so well. Everyone knows how much better Israel did COVID than everywhere else. Oh, wait. No, no, not so. Enough. Just ask Ben Stein about that. Yeah. yeah. And we need a distraction in Hamas. Yeah. Never saw it coming. Uh, if, you know, not even in our wildest imaginations could we, ima- <laughs> could we imagine paragliders? Flying it, not in our administration, or I think the prior Or I think the previous administration. Could we imagine planes flying into buildings or paragliders flying over the walls? You know? Yeah. Or, like, if we just, you know, just moved all the soldiers away from the wall on a, like, very sensitive day after receiving reports that they're planning an attack for that day we would just like move all the soldiers away and show them how to get through the gates but that that's fine it's just hamas andrew don't tell me you're falling for that now debunked charlie kirk rant that he did on that podcast the uh decapitated babies Oof. decapitated babies did they take the babies out of the incubators this time so they just, they just they didn't even, yeah, they didn't and even, then and then decapitated him, not like, just left him on the cold floor. 
decapitated. Chopped their heads off, reportedly. Reportedly. And then it came out that it's not it's not a thing. Not reportedly. Well, you know, like someone told her that. So, like, that's what reporters but do, there was right? no it confirmation. Is- and even Joe Biden said he heard or saw or got the confirmation. But all he got was the confirmation. He didn't well, actually see it either. If, if there's a uh, mainstream news source that repeats something, that's all the confirmation you need, right? Yeah. Because they, you know, that's what journalists do is check these things out. Make sure. Yeah. Come on, uh, man. Come on, man. Give me some ice cream, Jack. <laughs> uh, um, we're not the only ones who don't trust doctors. Mm. Uh, oh, you yeah. know, I'm, I'm I, a, I did hear this clip already. I'll cue it up. Since, uh, since COVID, actually, because UFC was the first ones to, to come back. Mm-hmm. And they... And they, I mean, they tried all sorts of stuff to come back earlier. Um, they're going to be on Indian reservations and floating on a ship. Dis- Disney put the the kibosh on that on a ship, uh, Fight Island, all that stuff. So uh, Dana White, head of the UFC, talks about his own uh, recent health experiences, and the guy he references is the one uh, pushing the. 10x health whatever stuff from the clip we played last week that was talking about the thyroid same right, guy right right knew i was i was messed up but i was talking to all these doctors <clears throat> and uh you know they couldn't do anything mm-hmm. they couldn't fix me they couldn't help uh they had no answers for me Qu- a good quality, quality of life quality. while i'm alive I, believe me i've seen many people like he's 84 he's still alive he's in a wheelchair yeah yeah you don't know you're alive yeah, exactly. <laughs> i was at a point where i would come in here you could ask anybody that was around me over a year ago i would literally fall asleep in the middle of meetings and things like oh. that i was in a really bad place physically um and, and as far as my health went, then I met this guy, Gary Brecka, who is an absolute genius. This guy isn't a doctor. He's a human biologist. And none of these doctors know anything about human biology. Everything they've learned is about medicine. Right. Right. Getting you on medication. Yeah, man. Oh, this feels weird. Take, Take this, this medication. I oh, that doesn't feel right. Take this medication. Finally, you're on three, four different medications that have 10 different side effects mm-hmm. and mess you up in 10 different ways. And that's what I was feeling. Uh, I'm on no medication now. I'm you on were on medication? I, yeah, I was on thyroid, I was on cholesterol, and I was on high blood pressure medicine. And now I'm on none of that. And my blood work has never been better. I've never felt better. This guy said to me, he looked at me, and we're sitting right there in that chair. He looked at me and said, you do what I tell you to do for the next 10 weeks, and I'll change your life. 10 weeks. My mother-in-law, who's 80, was just going through a bunch of horrible stuff. I called him, he flew out, he changed her whole life in six weeks. She's 80. I had dinner with her last night. She's not even the same person she was a month ago. I will never talk to a doctor about my general health ever again. If I break my arm, I'm going to go see a doctor. If I need surgery, I'm going to go see a doctor. My general health, never again. None of them know what they're talking about. Yeah, I only saw the last part or heard the last part of the clip, but yeah, I agree. (laughs) <laughs> yeah i agree with all that i'm, I'm you know, <laughs> I know if, if every human biologist did that remind you of the seinfeld 
Is anyone here a marine biologist? <laughs> He's a human biologist. Okay. <laughs> and it's it's funny. He's right. Like surgery. I had uh, I had my meniscus. I had meniscus surgery in two thousand eight, and they took two. They took put three tiny little like half inch long incisions on the three like three of the four corners of my knee. You know, it's like a little camera goes in one, scalpel in the other, vacuum in the other, and they do the little thing. And I just ran a sub sub two hour uh, half marathon on Sunday. Nice, um, so, which is my goal. So thank you, thank you. That was uh, was a good accomplishment for me. But uh, yeah, that was a long. That was fifteen years ago, and that surgery, and my knee's fine. So it, you know, there is stuff that, that that doctors nowadays can do that's pretty awesome. But just like he says, when it comes to general health, they don't know what they're talking about, and yeah, and, you, it, and you can often and you can and it's not and you can often deduce this as somebody who's been trying to eat right, lift weights, run, trying to stay in shape. You know, I've been famously saying since COVID, if they're going to come at us with health stuff, let's try to be as healthy as possible. You can quickly deduce sometimes when you're talking to a doctor that they don't make wise health choices themselves. Like why, you know, but no, Peter, Joe Peter, Rogan, Peter Hotez, Peter Hotez. Yeah. Yeah. Like just Peter Hotez is the perfect example. And you know, when you start working out and eating right and doing all those sort of things, you start noticing the people around you and okay. That, and you can kind of know, Oh, that guy's paying attention. Oh, I bet. I wonder what he eats. I wonder what he does. And you know, you talk to each other, you compare notes, but a lot of times you see these doctors and it's like, Hey, you're not like, what are you talking about, man? Like, what are you doing over here? <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. All except for, uh, except for my neighbor, my neighbor, the Ethiopian doctor man who runs the marathon. Oh, I, f- I forgot he was a doctor. <laughs> yeah. 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 So he knows, he knows what he's doing. But anyway, um, no, I, I, yeah. And they, and they don't like, so there became a whole new term and it just shows how it really is the blind leading the blinds. Well, do you practice whole health? What does whole health mean? Well, you know, that's one thing that's interesting when you go to a, a naturopath or as you like to say naturopath, uh, you know, they sit down and ask you a lot of questions about what you eat, what you do, and then try and determine things from there. And Doctors don't really ask a lot of questions. Just, what's, no. What are you bothering? Let's do this. Yeah, they, so there's no, there's no. Hey, yeah, it's put like this together. a couple minutes. Yeah, yeah. So they're just moving you through, and man, we've talked several times on the show about the in, incentivized vaccine distribution especially Uh, for pediatricians i have a funny story about this clip but yeah so so kyle our friend kyle Mm -hmm. sent an email and i responded to part of it on the air about uh the water stuff right Mm -hmm. but i i never responded on the uh documentation for the claim that Insurance companies, HMOs, dish out the the bucks based on the vaccine rates, and you know, getting all the all your patients vaccinated if you're a pediatrician, and that being the reason why many pediatricians won't take you if you don't want to, if you're anti-vax, right? So, mm-hmm. so I sent him a couple of links and literally sent the email, and then I'm like. Oh, I didn't send this clip. Oh, it's Greg Reese. 
because I, I was using some Russian search engine, of course, because Gregory's not coming up on Google. Uh, Gregory's did a story on this, and the, the larger part is about uh, virtual reality being used to like make kids more comfortable with getting getting their shots. Yeah. Um, which you kind of have to see that part. So I, I didn't include the whole part, but I, I did include the, the first part because, uh, some of the documents he shows is actually what I had sent to, to Kyle there. For many years, doctors have received bonuses for adherence to the latest drug therapy protocol, drugs that are known to be dangerous, such as statins and antidepressants. And now we know that insurance companies are paying doctors to fully vaccinate your children. This incentive program for vaccinating babies can be found in the Blue Cross Blue Shield Doctor Incentives Booklet and specifies that every patient under the age of two that receives the currently prescribed 24 inoculations is worth a $400 payout to that doctor. For further motivation, they get paid by the hundred and they have to vaccinate a certain percentage of their total patients, or they don't get anything. Blue Cross Blue Shield say that a doctor needs to vaccinate 63% of their patients in order to qualify. The average American pediatrician has about 1,500 patients and would have to have at least 945 of them fully vaccinated in order to get paid anything. At 40,000 for every 100, this works out to $360,000. This is why most pediatricians won't provide care for families who don't completely submit to the latest childhood vaccine protocol. We are talking over a quarter million dollars, which is more than the average pediatrician's yearly salary. Research shows that an unvaccinated child's risk of death increases by over 5,000% when they receive the current vaccine schedule and doctors are now beginning to use virtual reality to help them administer these poisons to children who instinctively know better. So there we go, got some documentation on the on the claim and the new trick is here's some virtual reality goggles so you could pretend to be a superhero while you get injected. So I also saw this Greg Reese clip and uh I played it while I was in the car, just driving. My son was in the back seat because I too like to live dangerously. Somebody sends me something or something comes along that I find interesting. Sometimes I'll just play it and you know, kind of listen to the audio as I'm driving. And uh, but the phone is kind of stuck on the little mount thing. And uh, my, I too like to live dangerously, and I don't mean just watching a video while driving. I mean. Uh, watching a Greg Reese video with your six-year-old son in the car, which could <laughs> definitely go sideways. But I was like, oh, I'll just turn it off. And, you know, I think that he's used to hearing crazy stuff, so he doesn't really even notice it. But he looks up at me, and this is word for word what he said after the video was finished. And he goes, was, was that a real video game that they put on their head? And I was like, yeah, that's a real video game. He goes... Is that why I don't I don't get very many shots because you don't want me to play the video game when you get a shot? <laughs> and I was like, no, that's not why. No, <laughs> but but he's like, flip, flip that but, around. But listen to this. But listen to this. He goes, he goes. 
So what do you got to do to get the shots? Do you have to be sick or something or have cancer or something like that? And I was like, no, no. Some people just get them. No, cancer is what you get after you get the shots. So I can't, it's a six year old boy where you don't want to crush his whole soul. And he's like, uh, so you got to be sick or something? I was like, no, some people just get it all the time. He goes, do they play the video games? I'm like, probably not many of them. And he goes, okay. And then I said, do you kind of want to get the shots so you could play the video game? And he's like, no, no, definitely not. I was like, dude, do you, you kind of want to get the shots so you could play the video games? He's like, I mean, a little. Are you disappointed? I'm like, no, I'm not disappointed. And no, people don't actually play video games. I think this is a new thing that very rarely happens. And you don't want the shots anyway. And he's like, okay. So, but yeah. it just, it, it shows just uh, how thorough of a mind trick that is. You know, the kids don't want that, at all, don't want to be injected with anything innately and also just don't want the pain from it and then they freak out but hey let's just put let's put them basically in another dimension like a false dimension while we inject their actual bodies with other stuff like yeah that seems okay and then a, i understand why you clipped it out uh now because i think a lot of it was in a different language spanish. yeah it's in spanish spanish so the so the uh but the gal's like oh he used to freak out at all of his shots but now he's you know this today i expected him to freak out but he was completely calm because he's playing some crazy you know vr headset game which by the way you don't even need yeah. to be a non-developed brained kid we had a vr headset that literally just showed like you put it on and it showed you a land rover in front of you that wasn't you you know that wasn't really there and then you could open the door and get in and like look around and I put that thing on a like a fifty eight year old black dude who was like, you know, just like in another on another planet for like five minutes. He's like, "Oh my gosh, this is so crazy!" So to the undeveloped brain to put him in some sort of little new world or whatever, and then put a little prick in their arm. I mean, it's just oh, and you're a hero. You're a hero yeah. for sitting there in a chair and getting a needle jabbed into you. Ugh. Yeah, yeah, that's not. But uh, that pediatrician and okay, where does the funding for that come in these, you know, this country, it didn't seem like a super rich country, right? Right. So, you know, there's some foundation, I don't know for sure which one, but some foundations funding, it's got a big virtual reality investment, probably something to do with Facebook or whatever, the meta stuff. Zuckerberg. Yeah. <laughs> no one wants our lousy VR headsets. Uh, let's. What else could we use it for? Oh, distracting kids when they're getting vaccines. Perfect. Yeah, I'm in. All right, we got random Fenben story two here. Yeah, want to hear a random Fenben story? And uh, yeah, some of it is visual. Like if you're curious on the actual like packaging and dosage and stuff it shows it in the video so you might want to look it up in the the show notes but uh, so do you mind to tell me your name and uh, like you do have you do have cancer people right yes so can you tell me the story please my name is ernest best and i was diagnosed with stage four highly aggressive plasmatoid carcinoma cancer and i was told i had six months to live and there was nothing they could do for me. Chemo, radiation, no kind of treatments. They told me to go home and die. And so I quit my job and came home 
and I'd done some research into cancer and found a story about Joe Tipton from Edmond, Oklahoma, who the veterinarians had told him about the dog dewormer with, with the drug fenbenzidol in it that had killed his cancer. He's still alive today, five years later. And so I watched his, watched his videos and stuff. I started doing more research. I went to the to tractor supply and bought $250 worth of Safeguard dog dewormer, and I started taking it. I went and had PET scans, CAT scans, MRIs, and exploratory procedures up into my bladder. The tumor died. I passed the tumor out, and I'm totally cancer-free today because of the drug fenbenzidol. Okay. That's the dog medicine. That's the medicine that's in the dog in the dog dewormer. Okay. It's called fenbenzidol. F e n b e n d o z a l o l e. Okay, so we can buy this medicine online. You can buy the pills from Amazon. You can get 444 milligram pills. You can get 90 of them for 109 dollars. Okay, so we have to take one in the morning and one at night. Okay, one in the morning and one in the night, right? Yes. Okay. That's what I started. And the, the dog dewormer, I started, I've done two a day, one package in the morning, one package at night. I went to OU Cancer Center, mm -hmm. and they done cat, four CAT scans. They didn't see no cancer. So how, how the doctor says it after that? They said, I, I don't know how to explain it. Just like, they said it's a miracle? My, yeah, they say it's a miracle. My urologist. So... Oh, the the rare double TikTok uh, sound. Yeah, it's, a, it's a double post from TikTok. So I'm on this, man. I'm on. I'm I like. I'm in. The, I'm in this. I'm running. I'm staying healthy, and I am fully on board. It's it's all parasites. All right. It's and I've been experimenting with different stuff. I told you when you started talking about this six eight months ago that I had a subscription on Amazon to Fenbendazole dog dewormer. Like and I had enough of it in like little packets that my wife was like, "Hey, we probably don't need that anymore." Like you know, our dog passed away, <laughs> and I was like, ah, ah, "You don't know." So anyway, um, I've done the dog dewormer. Strangely enough, the price on that is going up, and and thanks to this video, I saw that you know they do have it on Amazon. They got some uh, uh, um, uh, creative names like PH Fenbendazole. So. I think they're trying to hide from maybe some larger algorithms or whatever in larger doses, but you can mm. get the fenbendazole with the pH in there and take it. And I came across, uh, anyway, I've taken the dog dewormer packets. Uh, it's, it's a tasteless, it has nothing. It's a, no taste. So it's just this powder, which is kind of annoying. So you got, you want to throw it in some yogurt or in something like that, uh, to try and take it. Uh, but I've noticed that the price on those has gone up just to, like a three-day dose, you know, if you get the dog stuff it for, you know, a 200-pound dog over here, it's going to, you know, it's 30, 40 bucks, and that's just for three. 200-pound dog, yeah. I am a pretty, pretty, yeah. big, pretty big dog over here. So, <laughs> you know, uh, you're only getting three days, and it's about 30 bucks. So they've raised the price on this, and, I, and, I've, and I've come to the determination that it's because the actual safeguard – uh, Dewormer, if you look at the packaging, it's made by Merck. So I think they maybe had the patent on it, but mm. it is old enough that it's a, you can get generics. So there's where you get those larger ones that are in the pill form. I am looking to try to uh, procure some, but wouldn't you know what? I came across a random video as well. This is a uh, great follow on Twitter. I'll have to 
put the link in the show notes to her. Uh, but she is a crazy, crazy gal who uh, had lupus and all kinds of health problems. And uh, she decided to uh, try a different kind of way to cure it because nobody else could help her. So I just wanted to show you this. So I have lupus, which is... I forgot what she showed you was that parasites were found uh, when she, she like waves it on the screen parasites found within uh, multiple people who have died of uh, multiple sclerosis or something like that. So I just wanted to show you this. So I have lupus, which is another autoimmune disease. And I do sometimes have similar symptoms. MS I've lost function of my hands and my arms before. Um, I have seizures, um, all stuff. So I've done a lot of, been doing a lot of research on how to heal and cure autoimmune diseases. And what I found is that a lot of scientists think parasites are like the root cause of autoimmune diseases. So three weeks ago, I started a parasite cleanse and I just want to update you on how I'm feeling. My health has improved so much. It's honestly freaking me out. I've been so sick all summer. Like I can't get out of bed hardly. I can make it to work and then I exhausted like the rest of the week, like, um, sleeping constantly because I can't function. My energy levels are normal today. Like I feel good today. It's freaking me out. Like I'm cleaning, I'm dancing, having fun. My pain levels have gone down, um, significantly. I usually like my entire body aches and hurts all the time. So that's amazing. I'm usually nauseous every day. I haven't been nauseous in like over a week and a half, maybe two weeks since I started this. Um, Overall, I feel so much better, and I'm going to keep doing this for about three to four months. Um, but it's been incredible. I've been using ivermectin, super enzymes, and activated charcoal or betonite clay as a binder. Um, you want to take the ivermectin for like three or four days, then take a couple of days off, and then take it for like five days, and take five days off because it only kills the worms. It doesn't kill the eggs. So you have to keep letting the eggs hatch and keep killing them. So it's a multiple month long process. But I am already feeling so much better. And the super enzymes, you want to take those because it helps break down the biofilms in your body. Biofilms, parasites can hide in, and also biofilms can cause a lot of fatigue and grogginess and brain fog and digestive issues and stuff. And once I started taking those biofilms with it, I started them two weeks after the cleanse. I just started them a week ago. Um, my results have boosted even more. So I just want to let you guys know. Lupus with some MS syndromes has or symptoms has lost use of her hands and feet before with all of these crazy things. Yeah. And she's able to do an ivermectin cleanse and is having great success with it. It's uh so, kind, kind of crazy to think, man. I think it's uh if viruses don't exist and this is all just poison that we're getting through, parasites and bad stuff in our food, uh it, it, I don't know. It just, I've reached another kind of level of thinking on that. And I, I, I could see it. I could see it. Yeah. Uh, Chris White told me to look up Pam Bartha. Okay. Uh, so if you're, she's more focused on MS. Okay. So if that's, if that's you out there and you want someone who's done the deep dive into like this angle of thinking, uh, she's super healthy and she teaches people how to, you know, do what she did. Basically, uh, she does like a, a real healthy diet for a few months before she starts 
you know, recommends people start treating the, the parasites. And then um, a pretty similar thing to what that gal was talking about. So, But uh, you could, I think she's still on YouTube, Pam Bartha. So. No, I've seen her before. I just looked it up and yeah, she's definitely on YouTube. Um, that's interesting. And she cured her MS. Yeah. 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 Yep. <clears throat> and I think the way she does it is it's like a, you know, cause she's not a doctor. You can't go curing people if you are a doctor or if you're not a doctor, if no, no chance if you are a doctor, but, uh, so it's a school where she just teaches people and they can do, you know, do with the information what they want. But, so they're not patients. They're students. Uh, yeah, it's there's some good stuff there. She, if you Google her name, I mean, you can come up with TikToks of her talking on TikTok. Very cool. Um, yeah, that's a, that's great. That's a great, great look. Yeah, I mean, the and the idea that all these autoimmune diseases, holy smokes, I don't, I don't know. It just clicked in my head. I don't know that I'm explaining it well, but I just kind of came to another just had this kind of epiphany. I was like, wait a second. Autoimmune, your body attacks itself. Oh no, cancer, your <laughs> body is attacking itself. But what if it's not? What if yeah. your body is attacking the parasites poison. that are in your body and yeah. the poison? And that is why you're lethargic. And that is why you have, you know, she's on everything right now. Well, she's got a very, very, very small following on Instagram, zero posts, 230 followers. LiveDiseaseFree.com is her website. Okay, nice. It's life-changing they- consultation. You can schedule with her. MS-free since 1989. Yeah, which is it's impressive for sure. It's. I guess I've already broken down all of the walls that are necessary to, to kind of come to this disease. Oh, here we go. Crohn's disease, arthritis, yeah, multiple sclerosis. I've already yeah, broken she's... down all of the the necessary things. Like for a, like a regular normie to come across this and to actually like begin to process what she is saying and if it's true, you have to be like, what? That means all the doctors don't know like what's going on and no one has figured it out yet. And it's like, uh, no, that it, first off, yes, the doctors don't know what's going on. And second off, no, not necessarily. No one's figured it out. It just hasn't made it into mainstream practiced, fully controlled medicine. Yeah. Cause it's <laughs> the solution, the real solutions much cheaper than the old, the uh, chemo and children's hospitals and the rest of the, man, there's a, a kid in church. And it, it's a, it, man, it's so sad. Like the chemo just wrecks you. Yeah. It's got leukemia and it's like, oh man. And it, yeah, I don't, it's a tough, I have a, <laughs> it's I have a, a tough I have, thing. It's like, I, I have a close, I don't, friend. I don't know them. Right. Yeah. But, you know. I have a close friend with MS. So, yeah. So it's, yeah, I don't know. It's just like a breadcrumbs and like, hey, it, you know, this this lady had MS and it's 
some stuff, you might want to check her out. But, uh, you mean to tell me that this <laughs> disease, it's incurable that, the, oh, and my buddy is on this medication. He's on some medication that costs like, it's crazy. It's like 20 grand every two months or something. Insurance pays for most of it, but that's. Well, and the, the vaccine adjuvants being the vaccines, that was kind of a light bulb moment for me. We talked about that on the show where, no, 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 no. The adjuvants are the vaccines. Yeah. Like without the little the dead virus particles does nothing. Right, right. It's, it's all whether it's the adjuvant that, that just is makes you confused. DNA whether, fragment, yeah, or that just makes you, you know. confused whether or not you're a boy or girl. That has nothing to do with like, yeah, yeah. But uh, you know, or the the metals and all that junk. But uh, we, I do, I do not know if you have. Do you have an air fryer? Yeah, I do. Okay, my kids so. eat from it daily. They're constantly so, wanting chicken nuggets. I feel like most kids in the country at this point are eating chicken nuggets from an air fryer. It's kind of kind of a wild deal. All right. Well, our uh, my homonym friend Andrew Kaufman uh, talking no about air fryers. I was uh, just looking to shop for an air fryer because uh, some clients had recommend that it's a very convenient way to cook certain things. And as I'm looking at these, I see that every single one, that their interior parts that come in contact with the food and get all of the heat are coated with a ceramic coating, okay? And they even use metals like aluminum in there, which are toxic rather than stainless steel. And in the questions uh, for these products, every single time people were asking, is this coating safe? Because they know that the PFOA nonstick coatings are very bad. Mm. <laughs> they get into your food, they're poison, etc. And, you know, it's so superficial because everyone was very happy when they said, no, that particular material is not in it. But no one said, well, what actually is it? Mm. <laughs> you know, where's the safety testing on whatever material is used? And you couldn't find an air fryer that didn't have this type of coating. Wow. Right. So, you know, it might be convenient to not have to scrub, you know, the pan or the cooking surface to have some kind of nonstick coating. But what is the trade off? And I think this kind of illustrates one of the main three mechanisms that is used to kind of manipulate us into consuming poisons is convenience. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I mean, same thing with microwaves, right? Yeah. It's like, I don't know about you know microwaves. Bad, but I don't know about microwaves. Do you think they're bad? Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you this, I have no nonstick pans or pots in our whole house, but I do have an air fryer and it has the nonstick inside. It's kind of interesting to reflect on that. Yeah, it's a uh, man that's I thought that was a insightful comment that convenience is one of the ways they get us to poison ourselves. Yeah. There's a lot of truth in that. Whether it's like McDonald's, I'm out on the road, mm -hmm. you know, what are you going to do? Yeah. Like, 
go ahead, eat healthy at a gas station. <laughs> Show me how to do that, you know. Or do you want the $15 bag of beef jerky? That's probably the best thing, but it's like, uh, okay. Yeah. I don't know. I got some ideas, man. If you're stopping at on cues, there's some ways. There's some ways you well, can do it. The on cues and the, um, the quick trips, you know, they have sandwiches and stuff, but then you read the wrapper and it's like, oh, it contains soy. Like, oh, great. No, like there, there are ways. There are ways. There's the they sell a lot of salami and cheese packs there. You can do it that way. Mm. Those are yeah. Those are usually good. And there's they have little tuna, little tuna packets. Yeah. There's some ways. Like I said, what? So I got a new shipment in from uh, KNC Cattle. Okay. So I got freezer full of steak. So I'm thinking, just get a good ice chest. Mm-hmm. And just carry around hunks of steak. It's my, it's my yeah. dream. It's a good know. dream. I mean, you could do your own parasite cleanse, bro. Just eat nothing but steak for like a week, then take some some fen benders off for a week, and then take some medi clay or whatever, and then just repeat, repeat it every couple yeah. of weeks. No, that's probably the probably what I need to do. I was, I'm feeling a little better now, but man, the brain fog was back and the biocidin did not take it away like it used to. So shoot. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, it's crazy, man. The, uh, the parasites, you know? So anyway, uh, Oh, you got telegram and you like, you don't want to don't, 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 don't alter the homeostasis of the telegram with just our chat room on it. Cause I know you don't want to do that. But, uh, yeah, there's another, I don't know if it's like an adjacent chat or something, but I got thrown into this like chlorine dioxide and parasites testimonies group. And I'm like, oh my gosh, they're basically, these people taking pictures of their stools. I'm like, look at this, <laughs> look at the, look at this worm that came out of me and how to do it. And it's, it's wild, man. It's wild to think that, and also how insidious that sugar is subsidized mm-hmm. by the government. Yeah, and <laughs> well, no, I mean they they actually put tariffs on sugar so that the forms of sugar that should be more expensive like high fructose corn syrup are actually less expensive and then get in everything. And this is what the parasites feed on, that sugar glucose. Yeah. yeah the- Ugh. And so they get in your body and then make you crave it. Right. The The parasites are what gives you the sugar craving. Right. They want the sugar. Uh, yeah. And then good, good thing. Well, it must be tough to be a parasite in the United States of America. There's no... No sugar, no sugar <laughs> yeah. anywhere to get a hold of. Yeah. Just because... I mean... <laughs> Oklahoma, man. I don't know what the know, dog bro. ownership know, is, bro. but it's it's got to be like 90%. It's got to be over 90%. Yeah. And, okay, so parasites, big issue for all these dogs. Cancer, big issue for all these humans. But just know that there's no way those two things could have anything to do with each other. And there's no way humans can have parasites. Okay. Makes perfect sense. 
That's a that's an interesting way to look at it, man. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, we're a first world nation, bro. You going to Africa or something? You gotta take some. Par- <laughs> you gotta take some parasite stuff if you're going to Africa. But if you're staying here, oh, one of yeah, one of those African countries with no COVID. Hmm. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, they they ask, well, if you come from Africa, you gotta take some ivermectin when you get here. Sunshine, ivermectin, no vaccines. Hmm. Yeah, but but Israel was the 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 way forward there. It's like a giant lab. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. It's like so, a g- g- what, giant testing in a, gra- lab. In, in a lab, uh-huh. what are the uh, creatures Do- doctors. that are in no, not the no, doctors, that, okay, that, not the are, that are taking the, the medicine, experimental medicine? The medicine. medicine. What the are medicine? they called again? It's oh, the medicine. Guinea pigs? Oh. Oh yeah. no no not the medicine not the doctors oh the rats yeah they're they're, they're the rats or guinea pigs or what have you yeah. the Andrew Hoffmans <laughs> yes I've been a lab rat I that's when you when you're like oh sixty days doesn't sound that bad I'm like ten days in a lab was miserable <laughs> like the ability to move about as you wish is is a huge deal it, it is. really is it is a huge deal when it's taken away for instance when there's a global pandemic and john and tom hanks gets a fl- the cold then you gotta, you gotta shut it down oh look at my corona typewriter <laughs> look at all these missing gloves just a single glove it's totally normal to take pictures like this all right we're out of clips D- donations and then uh, midweek motivator, and then yeah, I'll just possibly verse of the day, or you got some stuff to hit us with. Um, I'm going to mention some stories, but I don't need to to go through them all. So, yeah, we can we can thank some people first. Sure. All right, let's do that. Why don't you open the spreadsheet? I'll read the deal as though it's the past tense only because i don't think i've corrected it just out of spite oh did you see let's talk about the show art like we're real no agenda people around here did you see the show art last week new contributor holy cow oh yes yes that's, copper man yeah bro that's you <laughs> that's totally you the return of copper man holy moly and then we actually did reference copper in and the, the show ca- and yeah. the copper guy and in the show yeah that was good that's that, that was, was amazing good, high quality show art that there. is high quality show art that is so cool and to, to be honest i i don't want to discount all of will's work but i was just so happy to get something from not will which brings me to another point actually as we get into this so let me read the thing and then i got some stuff to say here so let's let's, let's do this uh revelations radio news has decided no Mm-mm. Revelations Radio News is <laughs> a solely listener-supported podcast. I like it. Is is? Yep. I'm gonna do that on the show. It's good. Good thing I have an English major to 
Correct me live on the air when it's been up for years. Okay. This means the listeners contribute to the show both financially and through volunteerism. If you feel you are getting value from this show, please help us by becoming a supporter. We count on you to make this work based on the value from value model made famous by uh, Adam Curry of the No Agenda Podcast. So anyway, um, uh, a couple of things on this, and I've been thinking about it over the last several days. Uh, first off, we have an issue. We had an awesome intro for years and years and years, and then it turned out that one of the base Nectar guys was uh, not so cool, well, shall we say. So we had, to, we had to get a new intro. We put out the call, and of course we reached out to uh, Witness the Light Music, and he got us an intro. Uh, we worked a little bit together with him. I may reach out to him again, but he is kind of a man overboard. He was fired from his job for not taking the vax. And then uh, was kind of trying to make a music career work from home. And it didn't work. Uh, And then his job called him back and was like, hey, we know you're not vaxxed, but now you can come back to work. And so he went back to work. And I haven't heard from him. So I doubt he stopped listening. Hopefully he's still out there. So if you are, uh, holla. Thank you, sir. Uh, but And I may reach out to him to help us with this, but he may not respond because he's been busy. So uh, we have an issue, and that is Spotify has flagged our podcast as having copyrighted content. Now, I thought about it for <laughs> all of 30 seconds, and then I realized that, yes, our outro song is, of course, by Apoptigma Berserk, and... They gave us, a co- I think that's our copyright infringement, so we're going to get waived off of Spotify, which, you know, it's neither here nor there. Eventually, we would be waived from YouTube and other places as well, and it is copyrighted content that we don't necessarily have license to use, so I was thinking we should come up with an outro, so if anybody can help well, us with an outro. Could we, don't we know those guys, though? So, it's interesting that you mentioned that. First off... Based off of all the things that went down with Neil Young, Spotify, and copyright, I don't even know that some of the artists have any control over their own art anymore. Right. So, second off, I have never actually spoke to the lead singer of Apoptigma Berserk, but I have been told by a friend of the show that he listened to the podcast. I'm not sure if he still does. Right, this was a long time this ago. This was a long time ago, like okay. 10 years ago. But I was told that he listened to this show and enjoyed the end of it, that it was him, uh, that it was his song that like played out. So I was like, cool with that. I'm like, all right, cool. We'll never change that. Some guy out there who has a famous rock band thinks it's awesome that our sh- his our show has ended with his song. So cool. But like I've learned about copyright, and I think we all have over this last little bit, he doesn't necessarily have the control over, or we don't even know if he's still listening, and I have no way to reach out to him. So okay. well, it's Yeah, so if you if that's you out there and you're listening and you have a way to get us permission to keep using your song, I guess that would be plan A. Yep. And then plan B, which you're talking about, is we we need a different outro music. Yeah. And I mean it's it is a little dated. It's my wife says check out the others uh podcast at revelations radio network.com which pretty much doesn't exist let's see <laughs> so and well we could use you could uh pull something from the uh wave wave lake whatever it is the value for value music 
Oh, and, okay. Okay, yeah. well, that's a good idea, too. Because um, anyway. in order to, to post it there, they have to own the rights to it. Okay, well, let's not get off track here. We're asking if for an outro. It can help, however they can help. If it, we're asking for an outro song. Maddie B has always said that he would help with audio stuff. Maddie, you we we actually I should have played the Maddie B on the way into this intro. And he sent us some clips to play. Oh nice. Long ago, and I haven't played them. Like it's a it's a big club and you ain't in it. He did a, a nice uh shorter ISO version of the George Carlin that I like. But anyway, uh, Matty B, and then we have people who are offering to do show art, which is awesome. And if you guys can contribute out there, please do so, because we need you. Um, Revelations Radio. It's not fair for Matty B to not only make big, big donations, but to also contribute all of the, the musical side or our friend Winton's light music. Or, you know, I was thinking about this week, too. It's not fair for Danny to carry the major weight every single <laughs> week with the $25. Every single show. You guys out there, how many people are listening to me right now have never donated to this show? Never sent a dollar. Never sent a prayer. Never sent an MP3 of a clip that we could play on the show. Never sent us anything. We have a person who pays us $25 per show. Like we're his own personal podcast. Like, boom. <laughs> I will make this, like, I will make every reason that these guys won't quit. And Danny's doing that. And there's other yeah. people out there who haven't done anything. Don't well, you, like, don't just do it for us. Do it for Danny. Look at this guy. He's like, <laughs> he's just carrying the whole load out here. Like Atlas. Like I will carry Revelations <laughs> Radio News forward. I do not want another five-year break where the guys just get <laughs> sick of it. You know, Still, one of them, one of them gets people a, are like, hey, I'm, I'm tired of Like, what's up? The show's like two days late. And he's like, I once waited a full year for <laughs> the next episode to come. <laughs> so. That was classic. But yes, Danny would from Medford, Oregon sent us $25. Thank you very much, Danny. Thank you, Danny. And it, I, we've got a, a nice mix of familiar, but also some new on the, the list. And it's a, a decent, decent sized list. So next, uh, Chris from the, was it the West Georgia mountains? Uh, I'm not sure you're on the right list, buddy. Oh no, I'm not. I'm not. Okay. All right. Never mind. Yeah, that was much better back in December. <laughs> I don't know what happened. I was on the first tab of your spreadsheet. Oh, you were in December of last year? Yeah, it was lots like of, re- lots really of good. I was kind of excited and now not as excited. But uh, thank you also. <laughs> I got the first one right, though. Yeah, you still got the first one. It's hard to tell. <laughs> Does it start with Danny from Medford, Oregon? <laughs> yes, it did. That could be January, February, March, April, May, <laughs> June, July. And this is for like two, three years running. I mean, he's yeah. got nothing on the boobs guy from uh, <laughs> from No Agenda. From No yeah. Agenda, like that guy's got nothing on him. Danny has been twenty five bucks every time. He's he's Linda Lou Patkins got nothing on Danny Conley, <laughs> for sure. Yeah, I'll take Danny over Linda Lou Patkin any day. I mean, the name recognition alone that she's getting is pretty. <laughs> it's pretty intense. Good for her. How much does she charge for resume services? My goodness. 
Well, I I paid for resume services at the beginning of this year. It's like eight hundred bucks, like a thousand bucks. Really? Oh yeah, yeah. You make more wow. money at it. Also, the prices of everything have gone up, Andrew. I'm not sure if you've noticed. Yeah, I've noticed. Okay. Uh, next on the list, also give send go. Terry sent us twenty five dollars. Thank you very much, Terry. Uh, from Calgary, Alberta, Canada. Yeah, that was a new yeah. one. Terry from from Calgary was the name on the on the Give Sing Go page. Yeah, thank you, Terry. And next from PayPal, uh, David sent us twenty six dollars from Parts Unknown. Thank you very much, David. That uh, last name doesn't immediately jump out at me. Is that a new? I think both of these donations are new. Well, that's very cool. So we got we got Danny you. carrying all the weight as usual, and then a couple people pitching in and helping Danny. So thank yeah, you I mean, to two new people for uh, for contributing. Yes. Yep. So it can't all be Chrissy. Don't forget Chrissy, Maddie B, but Danny. Yeah, gosh, and Danny, uh, Danny, Danny, Danny. We've Danny. got uh, two books in the mail today, and then oh, we are right. waiting. Um, who are we waiting to hear from? Celeste. Celeste, if you're out there. Celeste. I think I sent an email uh, to follow up on getting your address, Miss Celeste. So uh, anybody who donates over $25 that is within the United States gets a copy of Andrew's book, The New World Order and the Eugenics Wars, which <gasps> I didn't even notice until this week. It was talked about in Telegram, but I mean, there's globe propaganda on your book. <laughs> There is, yeah. Just because we had to soften, you could partially blame my parents, partially blame Chris White for that. They didn't think having the baby about to get stabbed with the druid was appropriate cover art. So, well, did you watch pa- that little uh, mini documentary on David D's that that Will posted in Telegram? I didn't see that yet. I think Will posted it. Yeah. But uh, yeah, he's got a, a zapper thing. It didn't work though. But For yeah, cancer? Little, yeah, he was on a, a pretty fancy one, like a Rife machine. But he died of cancer about three months after they filmed that. So. That's no good. Oh, I forgot to mention my gal that is uh, trying to cure her lupus from detox. She had some... Uh, f- fake NASA video stuff on her Twitter as well. So I don't think nice. she's necessarily a fl- flat earther, but she was definitely a space is fake. Oh, once you're, once you're at space is fake, flat earth is, you, you might as well just, you know, fess up, fess up to be a flat earther. It's like, you know, once you figure out the COVID vaccines, a scam, it's a, it's a few short steps to realizing that every single vaccine is a scam. So, Yeah, yeah, I get that. All right. All right, let me throw out a couple stories, and then you got a, a clip here. So, Revelations Radio... Also, uh, hot off the press, there is some, uh, there's a mass shooting, mass uh, shooter in Maine right now. Really? Yeah. At this, at 
like in the middle of the, of the night? Uh, about an hour or two ago, it seems like. Yeah. So we're recording this Wednesday night about, this is about 1130 now. So is it a, will the identity of the shooter play into a narrative that's useful to the establishment or will this be nope. just disappeared? Nope. Yeah. That it appears to be probably a, won't have even heard it. But heard appears it. to be an Asian man who has been p- convicted of, uh, uh, who's a, has to register as a sex offender. So, well, Asians can be white if, uh, depending on the circumstance. Oh, so he could be a white guy? The one on a yeah, he script? could be a white guy, yeah. Okay. And the, if you're a mass shooter, the, all of a sudden, whiteness expands. Okay, I get it. Makes sense. All right, so uh, this was posted in the Telegram chat, the mother of all revelations out of New Zealand. Uh, Liz Gunn of the New, Ze- New Zealand Loyal Party uh, showing those vaccines, not so great. I meant to get a clip from it. I did not. Uh, but it will be in the show notes. People sh- should check that out. Uh, family sues Panera Bread after a college student died of a heart attack after drinking Panera Bread's charged lemonade, which has a bunch of caffeine in it. Okay. Ivy League student with a heart condition. Uh could there possibly be any other factors involved? I'll let you decide. Uh, let's see. What do we get? What is that one? Oh, that was the Fen, the Fen Ben story. Uh, we mentioned it, but I do have the story in there from Children's Self-Defense about the eight-year-old who died of the heart attack, who was also the spokesperson for uh, vaccines in is- Israel. So the little kid telling everyone to get vaccinated and died of a heart attack in the bath. I think we mentioned it last week, but the full story there. Uh, Why Israel created Hamas. So if you're not familiar to that reference I made earlier, check that story out. Uh, Some possibly good news from Steve Kirsch. You can now sue the mRNA manufacturers. Because, uh, and his, what he's saying is that uh, because there's stuff in the vaccines that's not supposed to be in there, Mm. like the DNA, the other, it's considered adulterated. And so your, you know, just so the FDA has to decide, okay, you know, we gave them, they've got emergency use, so they're allowed to throw literally whatever they want in there, which probably what will end up being decided. Or, like, okay, well, you're not covered because you you didn't disclose stuff that's in the vaccine that is in the vaccine. So, just an interesting story to keep an eye on. I don't have a ton of hope, to be honest with you, but worth, worth checking on. Uh, the story about uh, you know zero Amish kids suffering from cancer. Interesting. Uh, what is different about the Amish? Oh, they don't believe in don't believe in vaccines. Hmm. And then on a related story 
from peterhalligan.substack.com. Last of the Purebloods, a tribe of 800,000 Americans that have never had a vaccine. And it's mainly Amish people. And health results, very good. Interestingly enough, I wish I was one of the 800,000, but I am not. Uh, from our our almost podcast guest, uh, Jennifer Depew, she had a new substack, the dnutrients.substack.com. Is this the um, one that listened to our podcast and then decided, eh, I'm good? No, she just didn't respond until like months later to my email like, hey, could you do this <laughs> this date? And, and then months later, she's like, oh, we could try again. I'm like, yeah, okay. That's... That was back when we tried to schedule guests, which is is really tough to do these days. Uh, Anyway, licorice and liposomes, cytotoxicity of nano stuff. Uh, Then a way out there. Man, this was... I almost shouldn't just mention it, but let's just say I don't throw... Just because I throw a story in in the folder doesn't mean like I endorse it. Definitely the case with Metatronic Code. Are we already living in an artificial reality? Talking about the Fibonacci. It's just all new age mumbo jumbo. I was going to break that down if we had time, but we don't. Uh, Eight billion year old radio signal reaches Earth or not. I mean, it's from propaganda for dumb people. How do they even quantify that? (laughs) <laughs> it's, it does make you wonder. Once you once you start questioning it, it does appear rather ridiculous there. Uh, they're poisoning our milk now. Common theme of the show. Comes from the Peter Sweden substack. Let's see. Oh, they are uh, in New Zealand. They're feeding toxic chemicals to cows in order to have them uh, put off less methane, so less burps and farts. And what are those chemicals going to do to the milk produced by those cows? Ah, we'll worry about that later. It's such a everything is such a scam. Yeah, oh, the really cows and farts are just so the the chemical the they earth. Are, the chemical they are uh, feeding is considered corrosive, flammable, uh, and irritant, and a health hazard. And suspected of damaging fertility. Just a coincidence. So there we go. Future milk. First in New Zealand coming to a country near you. Wild. Oh, but our our FDA will protect us. The same FDA that the only thing they did about the... uh, What was the milk... What was the chemical they were given to to cows? R R S B T R B S T. What I'm talking about? Yes, R B R B S R B S T. Yeah, R B S T. So, which made cows produce more milk? And the only thing the FDA did is to put labels on the milk saying, "So if if you are a dairy and you say, hey, we don't use that junk.'" No RBST. You have to put, per the FDA, 
the but is, has not found has not yeah. found any difference in the milk of cows treated with yeah thanks fda so the exact opposite of uh but the the market still won i i don't think you can buy milk that has been treated with it without maybe at mcdonald's or something but it'd be pretty tough to find these days yeah no kidding and for a while it was basically if it wasn't organic milk it was treated with that so all right that's the stories they're in the show notes play play us out play us out what does that mean to play us out well, you, you said you had a, a midweek. Come on, man. If you're going to say it, if you're going to say that, if you're going to reference it, you have to be able to play the game. Play us out is what uh, Bill O'Reilly says. They oh, tell, they tell we'll do him it live. They tell him to play us out. He goes, play us <laughs> out. I don't know what that means to play us out. <laughs> and he's we'll like, do it live. And then he goes like, we just read, you do it. And then the music comes up. What does that mean? I don't, I don't know what that means to play us out. I, I'll write it. We'll do it live. The thing sucks. Oh. <laughs> uh, stop uh, the hammering. Stop <laughs> the hammering. That's not even the same guy, bro. No, it's not. Yeah, I know, but it's. It's the same reference. It's, it's the a same, talking head. It's the same genre. Mm-hmm. What do we got here? Let's go. Let's go verse of the day first. Sound the trumpet in Jerusalem. Raise the alarm on my holy mountain. Let everyone tremble in fear because the day of the Lord is upon us. Hmm. That's an interesting verse of the day right there. The day of the Lord. Not not always looked upon as, uh, as positive. Well, it depends on your perspective, right? I, I guess so. I guess so. <laughs> what what side posi- are you on? Always positive for us. You're right. My, my, my apologies. This is my friend Nate Norman with the Midweek Motivator. He is on top of a mountain in Colorado. And uh, I think this is a good message, especially in these uh, times where everybody's looking at Israel. I've, I've felt more over this last week or so, like more convinced that... Uh, Human beings are not supposed to know about every tragedy around the world within seconds of it happening. Not properly equipped for this. And I thought this was a good clip. What's up, guys? Man, I'm out here on a hike. Breckenridge, Colorado. It's beautiful. I'm on this hike and there's rocks on the trail. And sometimes I find my eyes looking down. And it's so cool, though, when I lift my eyes up and see the world around me, I take in the beauty. I take in the beauty of what's around me. And guys, here's the reality. Don't focus your eyes on the problem in front of you. Focus your eyes on the surroundings. Focus on your eyes on the beauty. You gotta lift your head up and see the good. You gotta find something out there that's worth looking at instead of checking where your feet are going. Pick your eyes up, take in the beauty, soak in God's creation, and enjoy it all. I love you. It's time to go make it happen. Let's go. And I would add to that, notice the people around you. And uh, maybe like uh, RFK said, do something nice for someone you don't particularly like. But moral of the story being. (coughs) Or even, you know, someone you do like. Very good point. (laughs) Moral of the story being don't just focus on yourself and woe is me. Right. Take, Take the focus off yourself. 
Sick of praying for your problems? Pray for somebody else's problems. Sick, sick of uh, trying to make it, you know, through your monotonous day. Help somebody else's monotonous day. Do something for somebody else. Just remember, there are people around you. The Lord is above you. We're fighting a battle that He's already won. And uh, there's Amen. lots of reasons to be sad, and lots of reasons to be mad. But uh, you know, there's also a lot of people who need to hear about Jesus, and you know. Uh, I don't remember the part where Jesus said, uh, be harbingers of, uh, of doom and gloom for the world. As a matter of fact, he said, be uh, salt and light. Keep the, keep the world from rotting and, and, and brighten it up. That is our job. Yep. Amen to that. <clears throat> well, Andrew, thanks for doing the show, buddy. I know it was a long day for you. He, Andrew just got in from a sales call. He's, I don't even know if he had time to say hello to his wife. He just jumped on the sales or on this sales call where we did a sales. No, he oh, jumped, my, jumped right on the podcast here. Yeah. My, my wonderful wife prepped the glass of water and the tea chino uh, for me to drink during the show. So thank you to her. Thank you to her. Thank you to her. And thank you to my wife for, uh, you know, being patient with me as I was like, Hey, I got to go to the show. And then she had to put up with me for an additional 45 minutes. And she's like, I thought you were doing a show. Like, I'll get there. I'll get there. She's like, this is my reading alone time. Not anymore. Not anymore. It's not. It sure isn't. <laughs> you can keep reading, but it won't be alone. Okay. Anyway, uh, thank you guys for joining us. And uh, yeah, if you can, send us a donation. Send us a note. Send us an outro song. Send us some podcast art. I, and that is one thing that's happening. I should announce that. If you're not in the Telegram channel, go ahead and jump in there. Sometimes I'll put the show out, the audio version, in the Telegram channel a few hours, 12 hours or so, maybe even a, a full day if, if I'm not uh, doing very well on my uploads uh, before uh, I actually put the show out on the podcast feed. And the people who hear it on the, the Telegram get a chance to, hey, let me see if I can make some show art for that. So. Uh, if you want to, you can hop in there and do it that way as well. I am done soliciting help and donations and all of the things. Thank you for doing a show with me, brother. And I uh, hope everybody out there looks up from their path, looks up from their phone, look up from the doom and gloom on the screen, and remember that there are people around you, and it is your job to be an example of God to them and just to be kind to them. So, Yep. And it... It makes a difference. It does. That's how you change the world. You control what you can control and be kind to others. Tell them about Jesus when you can. But they'll see it. And thank you for the listening all the way through. We really do appreciate it. Yes, sir. All right. Revelations Radio News. Out. A copy of this podcast, as well as links to each story covered, are available at revelationsradionews.com. To contact Andrew and Tim, or to support Revelations Radio News, please visit revelationsradionews.com and click on the Contact tab or Support tab. Please check out the other podcasts at revelationsradionetwork.com, and thank you for your support of this podcast. Don't you say-